The word maximize, make as large or great as possible or to make the best use of. Maybe you're feeling stuck, possibly needing a new direction or just need a little motivation to move the needle in your life to get you to the next level and to make the most of your relationships, business, success, and life itself. Well, that's you. Buckle up, strap in, and get ready. The Wolf and the Captain are about to maximize you. Here we are at Maximize You. Got the Wolf and, and the captain. captain. How you doing? Doing fantastic, Mr. Morgan. It's been a great week. It has been. Highly successful. That's it. We've had some liquid sunshine this week. It's, well, it's been very liquidy outside today. We've had here in South Louisiana where it's normally, it's if nothing else, it's on most days it's muggy. But we've had this really very strange schizo weather over the last three weeks. There's, in fact, there's a really great meme that's been floating Facebook that says, y'all pray for us in Louisiana. Ain't nothing wrong. We just don't know what to wear. So, yeah, it's been doing uh, a lot of it's. It's cold one day where it's in the, the 40s, Wolf. Days it's been in the 70s. And then at all points in between. And then we've even been getting uh, quite a bit of rain. You mentioned liquid sunshine. That's what I call the rain. Yeah, it is. I like to take a positive spit on things. I've been listening to some Zig Ziglar on and off here. That's so a, that's a, that's a, that's a good habit. Say that? How does Zig say that? The loaf of bread's got two starts, two beginnings. How does he say that? <laughs> I, I I'm not sure. I don't. don't I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm familiar with that. My favorite Zig Ziglar saying has always been, "You can have everything you want in life mm-hmm. if you'll help enough other people get what they want." Right. I also also like the one where, and I might be paraphrasing this one, where he says, "Be so confident in yourself that you was it going after Moby Dick, mm-hmm. and then you take the take the tartar sauce with you." Yeah, there you go. That's such a great one. And he's also my third one is people say that motivation doesn't last, but that's but neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. That's right. Uh-huh. It's kind of like brushing your teeth. You know, you need to do it every day, right? Well, wait a minute. You're supposed to do that every day? Yeah. I missed, I missed that every memo. Day. Even better. <laughs> I guess the, the best folks probably do it twice a day. Maybe. Well, that's that's true, too. That's true, too. So uh, what, are we, uh, what are we discussing here tonight? Well, in our pre-game warm-up, we were kind of talking of a couple different things. That's how it usually goes. The other week, you kind of wanted to talk about perspective. Yeah. And we did, but you didn't really like to record it. You didn't like yeah. some of the takes and the things that you Yeah, we probably to need to get – Yeah, it doesn't always have to be perfect. So it's one of those one of those rare occasions where I just, in reflection, go, nah, I just didn't care for that one too much. But then, today we were talking about identity. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I think they're very similar, don't you? Oh, I, I would rather you be honest. Well, I think we all would appreciate that. Well, I don't know about that, but so tell. That's a really good concept, though. Identity and perspective being kind of kind of related, kind of the same. What do you mean by that? Give us your give us your perspective, if you will, Wolf. Well, when I think about identity, I think about mindset. I think about philosophy. Sure. Much like perspective, how do I see the world? Yeah. You know, how do I see my world around me, correct? Mm-hmm. It comes down to, you know, the half, the glass half full or half empty. Yeah, I like to think of it that it might be half empty, but and I just need a refill. 
I remember that about that's a realistic <laughs> optimist. Or no, that's actually more pessimistic. It's it's half full, but I need a refill. Absolutely, optimistic, I, realistic. I do. I agree with that philosophy. <clears throat> but when we're talking about identity, it's almost you know, the, the analogy's been made of like a thermostat. Okay. You know, if I had the identity to believe that you know I can accomplish whatever I want to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, we follow a guy who. Believes. How does he state that in his uh, in his beliefs? Tom believes. Yeah, Mr. Tom does a good job about it. Number five, right? And you can do anything you set your mind to without limitation. Right, and that's in his impact theory belief system. He's got some core beliefs there. Correct, and I love Tom. I've actually got. I don't know. We didn't. He didn't get back to set it up, but I won uh, an interview with him. A little Skype call. So we're going to see what happens. Man, here's hoping. On that, yeah, I think it should happen, but we're going to see what happens. Had a happens. chance to meet him at a conference two years ago, but he had the throng surrounding him. and just uh, He's great, though. If you ever follow Tom Bilyeu, he's got impact theory. And he's one of these yes. types where he'll go out and meet folks at the conferences he speaks at, and he mm-hmm. won't leave until everybody's had a chance to have, have some time with him. He's really giving. And from what I understand, I want to say his longest one was like 13 hours. Bless his heart. Didn't go and eat. Didn't go to the bathroom. He stood there and answered questions until everybody's at He just eats those Quest bars. <laughs> that must be it. He's, right. he's one of the co-founders of yeah. Quest Nutrition. But anyway. He's a fantastic guy. So, so going back to that. If that's what I believe, okay, I can do anything I set my mind to without limitation. If that's what I believe, then that becomes my identity, and I'm going to reference everything to that, hmm. regardless of it may be true or not. Yeah. Because let's be realistic, I probably, even with putting in all the time, the energy, the effort, lifting the weights, you know, getting, you know, all the, the physical attributes I can manage to muster up, I'm probably not going to be the Michael Jordan of basketball, right? Yeah, you're a little short for that. Yeah, I am. I am. That, that, 5'11", 6'0". Yeah, you're not, yeah. It's just not going to help much. You're more you like know? Muggsy Bogues or <laughs> Spud Webb. I could build the biceps. I could make the three-point shots all day long. I still don't think I'm going to reach his level. I've never seen you with hang time. That's just <laughs> let's just be real, yeah, it's real quite honest. True. But if that's what I believe, I do believe that in our you know the world around us will kind of shift to begin to kind of set that set ourselves up to reach that level of success. Am I going to attain the very top level and everything? Maybe I'm looking for in that. Maybe not. And that's more of a physical disadvantage. Hmm. And there's also a level of talent that maybe I don't have that other people may. Sure. But from a mindset perspective, if that's really what I truly believe, who is anybody to come and tell me that I can't? Hmm. Yeah. And I would have to be the one to decide to accept the fact that, okay, well, I can't achieve that. Move in a different direction or do something else that's, you know, in my wheelhouse or um, my purpose, my passion, my why. So that to me is what identity is because you're going to, whatever that belief you have is where you set your reference point. And beliefs can change over time. You know, we can beat ourselves up and run into a wall a hundred times until we're like, you know what, maybe I'm not going to get over that wall. Mm -hmm. So let me find a way to go around it. Let me find some other options that are out there. So that's what I think of when I think of perspective and when I think of identity. Mm Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, I wanted to ask you before I get on my side of it, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, a lot of times, and especially guys, a lot of times guys in identity, we we form our identity in terms of what we do. But I think maybe identity, do you think identity is about what we do or do you think it's more about who we are? Mm, Well, 
if I answer that properly, and well, honestly would be the better word, I think our belief will almost begin to dictate who we are because we're going to act sure. in accordance with those beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's who we're going to become based around those beliefs. Behavior is going to line up behind that mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, there's more that goes into it than that. But, you know, I've thought for years and other speakers and mentors I follow have said it, your philosophy will kind of dictate your life and your world over time. And mm-hmm. I mean, your philosophy of, you know, philosophy about money, it's philosophy about success, relationships, philosophy about business, philosophy about, you know, everything in your life is always going to probably dictate the way you react. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it? Thoughts will dictate our actions, mm-hmm. actions back into our thoughts, thoughts back into actions. It becomes a, a revolving door yeah. such that thoughts, beliefs, actions, thoughts, beliefs, actions. So when we talk about uh, identity and perspective, <clears throat> Do you think it's the identity informs the perspective, or do you think it's the other way around, where the perspective has the influence on the identity? Hmm. I would think identity yeah. dictates your perspective. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about behaviors and beliefs changing over time, that's why I think perspectives will change over time. Sure. Your identity will change over time. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely uh, I agree with that, too. I think the way in which we, we look at the world around us is going to be uh, predicated in a lot of ways on our on our identity, which of course is you know influences uh, or is influenced by the beliefs that we have. Right. Question I've always thought of, and I know I've heard it somewhere. I couldn't give the right person credit at this point, but I may not be able to change the world, but I can sure change the way I look at the world. Sure. Right. Well, I think it was Gandhi, Gandhi who said, be the change that you want to right. see in the world. Mm-hmm. And somebody, and I, and I came across this very recently, tied very closely to that idea, is just this mindset. And it's something that I'm working on where you, know, you really can't change anybody and you might not be able to change things in the world around you per se, but you can change yourself and you can change the yes. way in which you process that and the way in which that will have an impact on who you are and how you act. So it's instead of reacting, you're responding. Absolutely right. And yeah. I do, you know, you're right, we can't change other people. But I do think and believe for wholeheartedly that as we begin to change ourselves, mm-hmm. that we can definitely influence other people sure. where they will very possibly make changes as right. well. But that's not us changing them. That's them changing themselves. They're, they're just allowing influence to come. And, of course, and, and of right. course, it, another word for influence is leadership. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's going to be um, – it's going to be initiated by the individual for themselves. It's like mm-hmm. when – you know, if I'm, if I'm working with somebody, I can't, I can't motivate anybody. But what I can do is find what motivates themselves That's and correct. what inspires them and what gets them fired up and lit up and wanting to do whatever it is that they're passionate about. I can just help tap into that. Very good point. I think we're going to touch on a lot of those topics tomorrow, are we not? I think so. We're getting ready to do a, our first uh, leadership seminar, and we've got about a dozen folks coming in from around the area that are um, – they want to hear what the wolf and the captain have to say about leadership. And leadership is, is one of your strong points. It's, it's in your wheelhouse. I speak mostly on sales, service, and speaking. Yours is leadership and relationships and money. But leadership, and you've done a lot of extensive research um, and reading on leadership. Of course, you got 
the greats like John Maxwell. You just can't go wrong with anything by by John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. What's interesting too, you you will touch on leadership for a minute, and that if you really go back in history and you look a lot of look at a lot of books out there. Their premise really comes down to leadership. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Mm -hmm. comes down to leadership. When you look at Jim Collins, Good to Great, Mm -hmm. really he's talking about great leaders that led those companies to where they were, right? Yeah. You know, and and some of those leaders weren't the overbearing, you know, tyrant type of leaders. These were very humble leaders, Uh, and and they made big impact in where they were. Big influence, right? Yep. And I like Ken Blanchard. You know I'm a big fan of situational leadership and the SL2 model, which I think is one of the most successful marriages of management and leadership. I agree. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm curious, you know, and we're talking about identity and perspective. So, in terms of leadership... Where do you, how do you identify yourself as a leader? Because, you know, you're, and this is important for, for folks to understand because a lot of times when we think of leadership, we think of position. You know, and you're not, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> and you're not, a, you're not a manager of anybody, right. right? But you are most definitely a leader. So, how do, so what's informed for you? What's informed your leadership style? And what's also, how did you come to that? Like, how did you start really digging in? Because I've heard you speak on leadership. You've got some really great ideas, and you've been able to synthesize a lot of great concepts and ideas from leadership thought leaders and practitioners. So, so you know, address that. How, where's, where does that come from, and, and how do you see your leadership style, and how has that changed over a period of time? Well, and I think in all the readings I've done, you know, people talk it's influence, it's not title, it's not authority. <clears throat> Excuse me. To me, leadership comes down to people. Sure, yeah. It really does. And, you know, we have that conversation, management versus leadership. Management's the tasks, right? And leadership is the people mm-hmm. that are doing those tasks. And any way I can work to try and develop those people, they're going to help develop the company, the, the you know, the entity in which we're working in. Is it my family life? Is it my community life? Is it my spiritual life? Is it my work life? Mm-hmm. Any of those in which I'm dealing with the people and helping the people, you know, actually the first one I have to help is myself. You know, the old idea of take care of me for you. You take yeah. care of you for me, I'll take care of me for you. Right. So that we're working together, right? That whole yeah. interdependency idea that Covey talked about. But it's really helping the people. If I can work on helping the people around me develop into the people they need to be, it's always going to come back in that whole world and that spectrum there. And, you know, Blanchard was really a, a key piece of that puzzle early on, one-minute manager, you know, yeah. the one-minute leader. And he talked about these things, and, and one that sticks in my mind is, forget the name of the company, might have been WD-40, but the story goes that the management, the leadership of that company was held just as accountable for that employee's performance as the employee. Mm-hmm. So if the employee wasn't doing well, what did the leader and manager not do to help that person be successful in that role or that spot position mm-hmm. they were in, right? Mm-hmm. So many times, I don't know how often, but in some cases, the managers were the ones that were let go and not the employees because mm-hmm. they weren't effective in helping that person do what they could have done or reach their level of success in personal development and leadership within the company. You know, and as if you really go back in history and look at some of Blanchard's information, he talks about when he was a professor, he'd give the kids the final exam on the first day of class. Yeah. He says, we're going to help them make an A. Here's what the answers are, are and here's what the questions are going to be. 
let me teach you the answers throughout the semester, right? And then that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, now he didn't let them keep the test. But at the end of the year, they were able to pass that test because they knew the information they were going to be tested on. Sure. And I'm sure he taught them more things, not just what was on the test. But, again, it was that whole process. Let's yeah. help people make an A. And if you look at leadership, if you look at companies, no matter how big or small, if the leadership within the companies really took that same mindset now again there's a whole nother level of you know people's initiative you know people's own drive and you know some people are you know maybe they're on the bus but in the wrong seat right you know maybe they're not fit for that particular position you're putting them in you know maybe there's a better place to put them and maybe they need to be at another company in another role somewhere else maybe the culture is not right so there's all those little factors but through the process of helping the people develop you're always going to find those things will come to the top. Yeah. So we'll have to move one way. Either that person gets uncomfortable and they don't want to be in that situation, or you're going to find, you know what, this isn't the perfect fit. Maybe we put you over here. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then you, you work through that whole system. But, again, it comes back to people for me. That's, sure. to me, what leadership is in one word. Right. So going back to the idea of identity and understanding that leadership is about people, it's about you know being able to lead yourself first and, then, and then other people – how do we, and, and because anybody can be a leader, and everyone should be a leader in some way, shape, or form, if yes. nothing else, and for themselves, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So how do we weave the idea of leadership into our identity? Hmm. Again, I think it's going to take a shift in mindset for some people. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, maybe it's their environment they grew up in, maybe the work life they've had, and they were just never impacted or prompted or basically uplifted to step into the leadership of just themselves. Mm -hmm. But again, even though, you know, again, you might not be in a position or have a title wherever you're at, but, you know, a mom, she leads her kids, right? Dad leads the children and the mom at home, you know, and vice versa. It's all interactive. Ideally, yeah. But there's those people that you you lead your peers from time to time. Mm -hmm. You know, think about in high school, you know, what crowd did you go with? The folks that you kind of meshed with. Yeah. And were you the leader or were you the follower? Yeah. Typically, there's a leader in all these groups. You know, it, it all falls into it. And some people, as the story goes, the best leaders are good followers at some point, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> and then sometimes leadership can be the battle and, oh, two good leaders can't work together well. Eh, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on that. It depends on a lot of different facts. Sure does. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think that, again, your identity that you are a leader is kind of critical and important to helping us begin to develop into whatever it is, you know, God, the universe has has in store for us. Mm-hmm. I think that's the beginning and foundation of it. Very good. We have to be strong and grounded in who we are. And then we can kind of begin to go out. I remember telling my daughter many times, baby, once you're okay with you, then you can find the person that's right for you. Yeah. It's a good concept. So as we start to hit our landing pattern and start to drop the landing gear on this, what is our what is our practical takeaway from this? How what why is the identity and the perspective so important? Why should we should we should everybody really understand who they are as a matter of identity? And and if so, how does that influence or how should it influence our lives? Now, give a, let's clarify who you are. What do you mean by that? Exactly? Well, be, well, because I, in my per, in my perspective or in my idea, 
who you are is your identity, is part of your identity. Got you. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Well, I mean, it takes some, some definitely some self awareness and some introspection. Correct? Right? Yeah, I think so. We really got to dig into you know who we are, what do we believe, what is our philosophy, and many times, uh, watched a recent podcast where he talked about you know beliefs. Where are our beliefs formed? You know, typically they're from our environment. You right. know, we learn them in school, Upbringing. learn them from our parents, learn them from you know the community, the sure. church, whatever sure. it is. But can a belief be changed? I believe it can. Sure, oh, yeah, absolutely. can. You just have to, you know, what's your perspective on that? And I think that's kind of the, the balance of it all, right? You mm-hmm. know, what have I learned to believe? And is that an empowering belief? Yeah. You know, I think, too, we too to be able to, sometimes our beliefs might be a bit of a stretch for some other people around us. But if it's empowering us to do better and be better and to move ourselves in a positive direction, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, now I guess it can go the other way and be much more harmful and damaging, right? Yeah. You know, if you're believing the negative or the bad stuff, so to speak. So it's definitely a balance there. But again, self-awareness and introspection. Can I really look at myself and decide, is that really true? You know, is that really a value that I hold dear that I can execute against? Yeah. And I think that when it comes to that introspection, that belief, who we are, I think that's going to be critical to our own personal achievement. Because if we have this self-concept and this identity that says, I'm not worthy, mm-hmm. uh, I don't deserve success, mm-hmm. uh, I've come from nothing and to nothing I shall return, and there's nothing, no way I can get above that, it's very self-defeating, and I can relate to a lot of that. Um, you know, when, when we have that kind of identity, that's going to create a crisis in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, but because identity is malleable, because it's something that can change— Right. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, I guess another phrase says plasticity. You yes. know, um, based on experience, based on new mm-hmm. information, based on the circle that you have around you. You know, the the five people. <laughs> yeah. Billy, you actually said something today that got my attention. He says not just the five people, it's the five ideas, or the five thought patterns that surround you. Because you know, I, mean, I guess it's all relative. You know, in terms of people, but it's it's true regardless. It's what are the mm-hmm. inputs that yeah, you're exposing yourself to. So certainly your belief and your your thought processes about your identity can certainly change over a period of time. But true enough, your identity can either hinder uh, or help you. I Absolutely. Think, well, and I think, concept. too, as a, for we as individuals to truly develop over time, we have to, I think it's critical to have a growth mindset. You know, many people out there, have a fixed mindset in order. This is just the way they see the world and they can't be sure. changed of that, right? And I think at some point they really have to understand and realize this isn't serving me well. Yeah. You know, it's not helping me move forward in a positive way because, again, the same philosophy is true in that set a goal of a million dollars not for the money you're going to earn, but for the person you have to become Come to get there, to get to earn a million dollars. That's right. Yeah. You know, because we, as you know, let's be honest. There's professions and categories and industries out there where at certain levels, short of being the owner of the company, you may never make a million dollars a year. Now, over a lifetime, what is that, $40,000 a year for 40 years? You can do that? That's right. Well, that's a great little ringtone right there. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very very true. And I had that conversation, so to speak, with my... um, with my son the other night, we were watching Very a good. series of videos, and he was looking at this you know, on one of these series of videos on YouTube with these high dollar uh, 
apartments and things in New York City, mm-hmm. you know, with, with commas, two commas in the price tag. And he said, man, you know, I, I really, that's something I would like one day. You know, I really, and then he said, I really need to study hard and to, to do the hard work. I said, yes, and you also need to make sure you have high character and somebody who has some integrity and hard work, you know, that whole ethic that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can have that. You can you can achieve just about anything you want to achieve. But you got to have, it, like you said, in order to get to that place, it's not the end of the line that's the, the key. It's who you got to become to get there. What's that growth process? So what's the one thought? We're going to drop the landing gear here. This was a great, great episode, man. A lot of good insight, and I appreciate that. What's the one thing... Um, that you want to leave us with tonight, something that's actionable and that we can put into practice for the next week when it comes to our identity or our perspective or leadership for that matter. I'm going to come back to one of my favorite thoughts and that's how can I dot, Mm -hmm. dot, dot. Yeah. So how can I become the person that can earn X number of dollars? How can I become the person that can afford that particular, you know, Two comma residents. How can I lose a pile of weight that I need to? <laughs> oh, something we just learned recently. Don't forget, Scott. How can I release that weight, right? No, sure. So when you lose something. Come, yeah, you can, what do you do when you lose something, Yeah, you Scott? end up finding it again. You start looking That's for it, usually, <laughs> right? Oh, I lost it. Where's it at? Where's That's it at? That's right, yeah. So we want to release, release that the weight. weight. Yes. yes, sir. Yes, sir. But no, I think that's the key. Changing that attitude and that mindset of how can I blank. Absolutely. I love it, man. How about you, buddy? What's your one takeaway for us tonight? How can I lose a pile of weight? <laughs> Release a pile of weight. No, my big, honestly, my big takeaway, of course, is just the idea that our our identity informs our perspective. And mm-hmm. I know that over a period, and you've seen it because we've known each other for years now, and you've seen my progression in my life, um, you know, going from a an attitude of lack and negativity mm-hmm. to more of an and it's a work in progress, just like anybody else, but more of an attitude of abundance and and I, I look at it more like a realistic optimist. You know, I go back. Cool. You mentioned good to great. It's the Stockdale paradox and mm-hmm. the good to great. You know, it's it's being optimistic but not ignoring your current reality. You know, when, right. you know. So we, we start from where we're at. So if Correct. you're if you're losing if you're trying to lose a bunch of weight, you might be a big bubba already, mm-hmm. and you can do what you can. But you know, to release that, like you said, you got to do some things. But for me to have the right perspective, sure. I need to make changes in my identity, which includes behavior mm-hmm. and mindset. Oh. So. I agree wholeheartedly. There it is, man. Good stuff, Mr. Morgan. Matt, yeah, absolutely good stuff, Wolf. And um, so for those that are, that are uh, you're listening, hey, make sure you like us, subscribe, share, give us a comment below, uh, and, you know, below the show notes and everything. And and, and again, we we're so appreciative of our maximizers for being a part of this community. We got a lot of great things that are in store for you in 2019. It's awesome. gonna be great. So for The Wolf and the Captain, we wish you guys an awesome, super fantastic week ahead. Take care. Be good. Yes.